Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Dudes of Hazards Radio. I'm Ian Heron. I am the league tournament affairs coordinator. I'm here with Evan Osborne. Um, Donnie is out today. We're, we are manning the ship. We're going to try and steer this thing home for us. And uh, we're going to hear tell you a little bit about the... Uh, the recent match play championship. We're going to talk a little British Open or the Open, as it's called, and uh, give you a few league notes. Um, so first, Evan, if you would say hey, introduce yourself. I know you're new to the league. Just just tell everybody who you are and and give us a little about yourself. Yeah, I'm Evan Osborne. Uh, grew up in Johnson City, uh, and I joined the league a couple months ago, and I haven't been super active until until the latest trip. Um, but it was great to meet everybody on the trip. I had a really good time. And excited to be a part of everything. Super, super fun trip. Um, really excited to have you as part of the league. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great time. We're going to go over all that here shortly. First, let's go over a few league notes. So for the active members or anybody that's interested in being a member, here's the stuff that's coming up. So um, September 3rd and 5th, we've got the second annual two-man championship. That's going to be in Southern Pines, North Carolina. We have one spot remaining for this. This is um, this is going to be a really, really, really great rota of courses that these guys are going to be playing. Um, I just got back from a trip at Southern Pines with a different group that I play with. So, unfortunately, I can't make this one. I can't really swing that with the family to do the same trip twice in like a month. But, or excuse me, a couple months. But, I mean, incredible courses, incredible places. All, like, all of my favorite courses are there. Awesome, awesome spot. There is one opening available if you're interested in it you've got to holler at somebody associated with the league or one of the admin um take that last spot it's going to be a blast all right also we have locked in the second member guest i'm really really excited about this one it's going to be on, on october 8th all right and the member guest is going to be at the bristol country club um i haven't played there in a while but that place is that place is really really fun great course uh, that Zoiza, those Zoiza fairways, man. I know Evan, you've been there before. It's been a while since we were there, but that that place is awesome. You know, you, you ride on those carts. That Zoiza is just different. That ball sits up so well. You feel like you can hit any shot you want to out of it. Um, you know, you, you drive on the carts and your cart kind of sways back and forth. You just know it's a little bit different. I'm, we really don't get a lot of those conditions here in East Tennessee, so I'm really excited to go there. I know a lot of us don't play there. Our usual kind of venues or cattails or graysburg or or crockett ridge and we're branching out we're going somewhere different so i'm really pumped about that also um so we have essentially concluded the first half of your own ball play scoring um the second half of that own ball play begins july 18th so we're kind of we're i guess you could say we're at the halfway point of the points for the league um so if you haven't been logging own ball play rounds, or if you have, keep that up. If you haven't, start. You never know if you're going on a trip soon or you're, go, you're playing in a tournament soon. Um, you can really shoot up the leaderboard if you're active. So second half is going on. We're only at the halfway point. Um, just like Rory McIlroy knows, it's not really over till it's over. So keep digging away. You never know. You might be like Cam Smith and shoot a 64 on a Sunday and, <laughs> and steal a title. So those are the league notes for now. Um, before we've got a couple guests coming up, 
I've got Evan here. He came on the match play trip. We're going to call Mark Byler. He was he was on the match play trip. And then we're going to also going to talk to Mike Mattis. He's a he's a relatively new member who also joined up. So we're going to talk to these three guys about it. But before we do that, I mean, one of the biggest things that just happened in the golf world was the, the British Open, or the Open, as it's called. And, I mean, I don't know. I know, Evan, I just asked you. You said you watched a little bit of it on a Sunday. Um Tell me kind of what you took away from it or what you noticed or what you thought. I mean, I, I watched quite a bit of it, so uh, tell me what you thought, E. Well, heading into Sunday, I was kind of assuming that Rory was going to win. I, I mean, thought it was kind of his week. The whole know? world was saying, all right, this is Rory's time. Yeah, and this it is felt, Rory's time. It felt like it was finally time for him to kind of – I mean, he's won majors before, but break through and really kind of take that next step. Or maybe not next step, but just kind of get back to being Rory, you might say. Uh, but just blown away by how Cam played. I mean, it was just unreal, and I don't think anybody could have beat him in the world. So it was wild. Cam Smith is just an absolute dog. I mean, that guy is such a fighter. I, I listen to a lot of golf podcasts other than this one, and, you know, a lot of guys were, like, describing it like he doesn't know when he's beat. Um, he won't quit fighting, and that's the thing. He just He just kept fighting and kept playing and kept digging after it and just putt after putt after putt. Five birdies on a row in a row to take the lead, and they just never gave it back. I feel like Rory. There's a you know this is kind of more of a a bigger sports philosophical question, but I feel like there's a difference between somebody choking, and then somebody just getting beat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think Rory choked. No, I didn't get that feeling at all. I mean, I've seen Rory choke in the past. Like it's possible, but he didn't choke at all this week. He just got beat by somebody who played lights out golf. Wait, I, I can't remember what year it was. Maybe. Shoot, I'm not even going to say because I can't remember, but when Rory at Augusta on hole 10 hooks it left into those houses, I mean, that's Rory swallowing his tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was the case. You know, he hit 18 greens in regulation. He didn't really hit any bad shots. He was phenomenal off the tee with his driver. He just didn't get many putts to drop. And if you watch some of the recaps on Instagram or Twitter, it's like all of these are burning the edge. There wasn't a bad putt hit. Just none of them went in. Yeah, and that leads me to believe he didn't choke as well. Um, you know, Bill Walton would call it shrinkage when you shrinkage. when you shrink in the moment. There was none of that. They just weren't dropping, and everything from Cam was. And like you said, it was kind of like Cam just tuned everything out on each shot and just kept going. But I didn't think it was any kind of shortcoming from Rory at all. I think it was just crazy elite competition. Did you catch uh, Cam Smith's? Hole 17, the 17th hole? Did you watch? Did you get I a didn't. chance to see that at all? I didn't. So. 17 at St. Andrews is the road hole, and it's it's world-renowned. Mm-hmm. And there is one spot you can't be. There's the road hole bunker, right? And it's right – it's on the left side of the green, and the and the, the green kind of curves around it. Cam Smith's in the worst place, maybe in all of golf. And he putts around this bunker, leaves himself a 12, 13, maybe 15-footer, and then cans it. Doesn't even doesn't – hit, doesn't hit the edge, just drains it. I mean, the stones on this guy, to, to miss the shot, leave it in, a, in maybe the worst place you can leave it, and then pull that off and save par, I mean, you just got to tip your hat to the guy. Yeah, not I mean, to I, get rattled by that, not oh, to get Unflappable, yeah. unflappable. I, I, mean, I mean, I was pulling for Rory. Rory hits it. Rory hits the green on 17, leaves himself essentially the same putt distance-wise, doesn't make his, also makes par, and he's chasing at this point. I mean, you just got to say, Cam won it. I don't think Rory choked it. 
Rory had a phenomenal year in the majors. A phenomenal year. I saw a stat where he was like the leader in rounds under par, or strokes under par for like all the majors of all the people who made all the cuts. Oh, yeah. But he didn't win any of them. So he's he, played so consistent and so good. He beat, there's another statistic I saw, he beat 97.5% or something <laughs> like that of all golfers in all the majors, but he didn't win one. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. You know, uh, so. I mean, amazing tournament, amazing champion, 64 on a Sunday at the old course. That's, that's pretty sweet. Let's turn this to, the, to our event. You know, let's, let's steer away from the worldwide events and steer it more towards some Dudes of Hazards events. We, the most recent one both of us were attending, both of us played in, was the, uh, the Match Play Championship. It's a little bit different than what some of the other ones we do, you know. Um, it's strictly match play. There's no team involved. It's just you versus another guy, uh, not stroke play. So it's, it's unique in what we do. Um, I kind of – I was assigned with setting up the format and kind of setting up the pairings and doing all that. So I was really invested in this one. Um, you attended. This was your first Dudes of Hazards event. This was your first trip you went on. Um, what would you think? I loved it. I loved it. Um, everything about it was just set up. just really in the right way, I thought. You know, you talked about you setting up the format. I thought it was really fun. I thought the format kept everybody engaged for all three days, which I thought was really important. You know, you have players of varying skill levels, but it felt like every time I was out there, there was something to play for. I loved the course. I I loved the setup there. That course was cool, wasn't it? It was. I was kind of blown away. I didn't go into it with any expectations. I'd never heard of it, didn't look at it, and then I show up, and I I was just kind of blown away. So you drove in with – you came in with us, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, you rode in with us, and then we're just driving through the mountains, and then eventually, finally, you're driving kind of through these haulers and stuff, and you look to your left, and you say, oh, there's a golf hole. Okay, cool. Oh, there's the entrance. And you drive up this hill, and then this, like, immaculate – yeah. brand new facility is just waiting for you at the top of this hill. Yeah, I was like, and what is this? Where is this It's place? not too big, right? It's like, it feels kind of like almost quaint, but it's brand new because it wasn't like oversized. Like Pinehurst can feel overwhelming because it's just huge. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, but you pull up and you're like, this is awesome. This mm-hmm. is like really nice. Yep. And everybody there was super friendly. I, I was kind of blown away by the hospitality of everybody there, too. So. I couldn't believe the staff. Let me tell you a quick story. Everyone left except me. It was me, Brad Clay, and then Donnie and Alex were hanging out, like, eating lunch or something. The rain showed up. It was piss pouring all over us. I lost my truck key. I had no idea where it was. No idea. We'd been there since Friday. This was now Sunday afternoon, and I had absolutely no clue where this key was. The entire staff was on like a manhunt trying to find my truck key. Like they didn't have to do that. A lot of places, if you go to, I don't know, Crockett Ridge or the crossings or even somewhere else, you go to Tobacco Road, they're like, all right, we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. But no, these guys were like, call the maids, call the housekeeping service, call the cart boys, like get all hands on deck. We got to get this problem solved. And it was my fault. It wasn't their problem to fix. It was my problem. But th- from the moment we si- we got there, everybody was smiling. Everybody was in a good mood. Everybody was happy to be there. You felt so welcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, I've never heard of Springdale before, which is where we were, by the way. I haven't said that yet. We were at the Springdale Resort in Canton, North Carolina. Unbelievable place. I highly recommend it to anybody. I would, too. I would, too. Because usually, you know, you go to a course that has that nice of a setup, 
and you, you it almost feels stuffy or like you're not welcome. Oh, yeah. But that was the total opposite. Total opposite. No. From yeah. the moment that we opened the truck door, so they were there helping us, not in like a pushy way, just like a, a very helpful way. So yeah. Just it was like, awesome. Just there to make us feel welcome, mm-hmm. which I wholeheartedly appreciate. Mm-hmm. All right, course wise, um, I don't know if you remember the co- holes by number, but what was the toughest hole on the course in your mind and describe it? Oh, the spasm. Which I believe is 13. The Springdale Spasm, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. This is the only hole with a sign at the tee box. Kind of came out of nowhere, and it said, Welcome to Hole 13, a.k.a. the Springdale Spasm. Yep. Describe Springdale Spasm. The Spasm is it's a very tough tee shot. Uh, if you go left, it plays pretty much like a par 5. It's a par 4. What is it, like 450, 470 yards, something like that? It's not. It's got to be... Yeah, it's got to be like 430 yards. Yeah, so you have to hit a very accurate tee shot, and then the second shot in is very difficult. I never even had a shot in at the green with my second shot, so every time I played it, I was playing for five. Um, But even the third shot as a layup is is tough because it gets so tight when you're going into the green with trees surrounding both. Oh, yeah, it definitely bottlenecks at like two different points. So your tee shot bottlenecks. If you hit – if you want a – I don't. I'm not sure you can get a good look into that green. I really. I'm not sure how you could either. You, um, you hit up this hill, and there's a bunker in the fairway to your right, and you're going up a hill, and then the hole is going to dogleg back a little bit to your left and tighten in with the tree line, continuing to go back uphill. It just your your first shot does not look very intimidating. You can bail out to the left. You can hit it way left if you want. But you, there's absolutely no possible way for you to get to the green from there. Right, right. Absolutely no possible way. Right. I remember the first time I played it, I made par. It was the only time I made par uh, this weekend on that hole. But I hit a really good tee shot. I carried that bunker on the right. Um, so I was up in the fairway in a good spot. And I still had to hit like this low, like stinging draw, like 190 yards to go around a tree and carry back up the hill. Um, I absolutely flushed it. I hit as good as I possibly could. Still didn't hit the green. I went a little long, had to chip back down, and luckily made the putt, so I got a four. But um, the other couple times I played it, I ended up in that bunker once, tried to lay up, and I forgot there's a creek in mm-hmm. there. So I laid up into a creek. Good, good shot by sh- me. I saw that shot, yeah. You know what's funny is I actually did that twice, and I never learned my lesson. The, <laughs> the, the time you saw it was the second. The first, oh, okay. The first time I did it, I did the exact same thing, and I luckily bounced it off of the bridge <laughs> and kept it in play, got relief off of the bridge, managed to hit the green, uh, and then and then two-putted for a, for a five. So um, overall, I mean, if we did it by the field, if we looked at like strokes gained off of the field, I probably played it pretty well, but it still kicked my ass. Yeah, well, I definitely spasmed when I was playing, <laughs> and not in like a good way. So I was just trying to hang on by, you know, the, the skin of my teeth on that one. And the good thing about how we played it with match play is that you could blow up there, mm-hmm. and it's not super consequential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like if you lose a hole, all you're doing is just losing a hole. It's not like, shit, I just made a 12 here. Uh, now I'm out for the weekend. Right. Well, no, you just lost a hole. Right, and that's what's so good about the format for players of like my skill level. It's like I can have a triple or however high you want to count on any given hole, especially one like that, uh, and you just keep chugging along. So. Um, last question, then we're going to move on to – we've got Mark Byler, like I said, and then Mike Mattis coming up here shortly. But I've played golf with you a lot, mm-hmm. and we've gone on a lot of golf trips. 
But this is the first time you went with like a big group. Mm-hmm. Normally it's just four of us. This time it was 16. Explain or tell us a little bit about how that dynamic's a little bit different and like if you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you would want to do it again. Like tell us if there was an advantage to having more people there, more around, because I absolutely love it. I think when you go on a big trip with more than just a foursome, that it totally, like you don't want to go back. It's just so much more fun in my eyes. Yeah, well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, that's the way I want to do golf trips now going forward. It's so much more fun. Uh, there's such a more a variety of competition. It's fun to hang out with that many dudes. Right. Um, but it's just, it's a, it is a totally different dynamic. And you don't feel like, well, you know, it's obviously going to come down to this player versus this player. Right. You know, it, it's not so simplified. It's totally wide open. Uh, it, it's uh, very dynamic during the course of the tournament, and it's just it's just a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, it's just really, really fun. Yeah, and then everything from, like, the tournament part of it, like the competition part, mm-hmm. to, like, who you're eating dinner with, with yeah, afterwards. Yeah, Who exactly. you get a beer with later. Exactly. You know, who you stay with in the cabins. It's it, you, just, you just hang out with so many more people. I love it. I can't – I don't – I mean, I will go on a trip with four guys. I would prefer it to be 12 or 16 just because it's so much more fun. It opens the door so much more. I agree. Agree totally. Let's uh, let's see if we can't holler at um, at Mark Byler here. Let's give him a call and see what he has to say about the, the trip that we just went on. Hello. Mark, you're on the air. Oh, boy. What's up? Sounds good. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, say hey to Evan. I got Evan in the studio here with me. Hey, Evan, how's it going? What's up, Mark? So uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, trying to trying to not work a whole lot right now. Hey, well, I, hey, I feel that. Shit, if you need lessons at that, holler at me. I'll tell you. I'll teach you how to not work any day. Oh boy, I need it. Um. So I got a few questions. Let's talk a little bit about this match play championship we just attended. Um, All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is that I told, you know, I I said earlier in this podcast that I was kind of in charge of setting up the pairings and setting up the tee sheet and putting all this thing together. And so I purposely put you and your brother, Ben, on the last match for qualifying points to get into the championship round. (laughs) I set up this battle of the brothers and that is kind of the main focus I want you to talk about. I, 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 yeah. I, I like I hyped this up big time. You hyped it up and we shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I was there. It was fun. There was some drama for sure. You, sh- you definitely yeah. shit the bed in one way, but and I'll go. I'll, I'll bring that up in a second. But I mean, tell us about that battle, the battle of the brothers. I mean, there was a lot of shit talking going on in in text leading up to this. There was, there was. Uh, I, I was. Uh... You know, he surprised me with how much uh, booze he had um, and, and how great he didn't play on Friday. Um, he, I figured I had him. Do you think he slow played you at all with those beers? Do you think he even drank all those beers? Uh, I think he probably did. Has he been taking active was... lessons and he was just pouring those out <laughs> and then sloshing hey, himself He might around. have. You never know. He might have. I mean, yeah, whatever I it takes. He, yeah, well, he he played pretty good. He had a couple bad holes. Um, he played better than he did on Friday, and and I played decent on Friday uh, when we got down there. It seems pretty typical for me, you know, going in going into these uh, 
these two uh, weekend trips that have gone on and play okay in the practice round and then tournament time comes around and all downhill from there. You did not play bad. I remember that before you and Mark, or excuse me, you and Ben were paired up, you and I played against each other. Yeah. And I watched you on one and two, and then off the second tee, I commented on you. I, I complimented you. I said, I was kind of worried because you had the tempo of Louis Eustazen. And I was yeah. like, if this guy can just, like, keep his head cool and swings the same speed all day long, like this is he's going to be a problem. Yep. Well, I, I like my swing. I just – it didn't get me anywhere after hole, uh, I think, five. I think I was even through five, hole five uh, was the through the front five. nine. Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You and I. So I, I was think... even through, yeah, because you birdied five, four and five. Um, I think we tied. Did we tie three? No. Um, yes, we tied three. You hit a good shot in three in the par three. I got you on yeah. four. I got one back on five to go when we were all yep. square, and then and then number six was downhill for me. Number six wasn't good. <laughs> number six wasn't good. But that was my that more, was my water ball. Yeah, more towards the more towards the brothers thing. So leading up to it, the night before, like he said, his brother had quite a bit to drink. I, I honestly, I think you had some a decent amount to drink as well. And we're sitting oh, yeah. in their cabin. So when we went on this trip, uh, there were sixteen guys, and four people each got their own like bunkhouse cabin. Uh, I can't remember exactly what they called them, tree houses. They were sweet. Tree house, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure those were brand new. I would be shocked if we were like the fifth group that even stayed. Oh, yeah. They, they looked very, very nice and new. Brand well new. Well kept. So we're sitting in one of them, and I'm trying to kind of like pump up this match for tomorrow because I've been leading up to it. I put you guys at the total back of the schedule for the next day because I wanted all the other league members to be like gathered around the 18th hole with something to play for, get you guys nervous. I wanted your all's knees to be knocking a little bit. And so that oh, they were, Oh yeah, I know. And then that morning or not that morning, the night before I was proposing like, well, why don't y'all make a bet? And then you two just started warming, one up in each other. You threw out one <laughs> and then Ben would throw out one and then you'd have another beer and you say, you know what? That's not enough. Let's do this. And so it ended up being, it didn't, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it ended up being $10 a hole. 10 a hole, yep. 10 a hole, $20 birdies, $30 eagles, and then 50, uh-huh. 50 overall on the match. Yep. Tell us how much money you won or lost. <laughs> uh, I don't even think we've settled it yet, but it's it's really easy. Um, uh, let's see. We tied the match. Uh, yeah. Going into nine, uh-huh. uh, I played uh, okay. Had a had a shitty uh, tee shot, a great second shot, and pretty good approach shot. Ended up parring. He parred, and uh, we tied. We played even the whole nine holes, so that was nice. Okay. Um, and uh, none of us made a single birdie nope. uh, or an eagle. Nope. <laughs> so so. Uh, one of us won ten bucks. I'm not sure who it was, but I don't uh, think I'm gonna so. have to look at that scorecard. You don't think? No, because you all you halved the match with no birdies and no eagles. So there was potentially a lot of money on the line, and you didn't lose a thing, and he didn't lose a thing. No one paid. It yeah, came out to ne- zero next time dollars. we're gonna have to do a full eighteen. Oh, this was. I and, mean, and really get it rolling. I might have to come out and like Instagram live you guys doing a little playoff this weekend or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, speaking of playoffs, one other thing I wanted to ask you about: How about when uh, when Ben 
wasn't really like with it at the end of y'all's match, and then we had him go back and do a fake playoff hole <laughs> to try. So I haven't. That was that was perfect. He I was have, pissed, and I, I know he was feeling the pressure. Oh, uh, for sure. So I haven't told on the podcast yet how kind of how the format worked, but essentially you played for points in the first day on Saturday, and then the top eight for points moved on to a single elimination bracket on Sunday to determine the champion, and. I was hope I, I was kind of hoping I kind of set up for like this that there would be a big tie to get in that last spot, and then Ben oh, yeah. was I mean he was pretty smashed he had some fun that day, and we no told doubt. him we told him that he needed to go win that hole to get into the next day he was already in but he didn't know it so we sent him <laughs> back up the hill to re tee on eighteen we were like hey man you've got to make a birdie here. It's a par five. It's downhill par five. We said you got to make a birdie here, or you're or you're out for tomorrow. He was feeling it, for and, sure. and he played. It seemed like he. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't watch the you know tee shot, but saw his approach shot, and uh, you know, I think he parred it. He did. He, he played, he, it, we played told, it pretty well. We told he was so. he was absolutely smashed, and we told him he needed to make a birdie to make it, and he lipped out a birdie from like twelve feet. And then when he missed that and you saw his face, he was like, oh, shit. You know, he's like, damn it, I was, it was so like... close. And then we're all on the balcony. There's uh, at the bar at the at the resort, you know, there's this big balcony above the 18th green. And we're all standing up there watching. And then we all start laughing and clapping and cheering. He doesn't know what's going on. And somebody, some, <laughs> I think it was Jake kind of walks. Jake. Yeah, Jake walks over to yeah, him. Yeah, Jake went up to him. Walks over and was like, hey, you were you were in the whole time. Like, that didn't count. And then he flips <laughs> all of us off. And he, he almost acted like he was about to moon us. And then somebody stopped him. Like, whoa, 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 whoa don't do that. Middle finger's okay, but keep your pants on. You know, I was I – was was waiting for a uh, broken putter or a broken wedge or something. Yeah, you were um, standing by me, and you said if he misses this, he's going to break his club. And I was like, that is going to be bad, but also really fun. I was waiting for it. So I'm going to let you go in just one second. But before you do, tell us how you've been on some previous or at least played in, been active with the league. You've been around yeah. for a while. Tell us what stood out about this trip versus the others and why some other league members might – consider coming on the next match play championship yeah so uh match play you know i, I played in uh the blue ridge tournament uh it was a blast i played absolutely terrible um uh, embarrassing first tee shot on on the saturday first first day of the tournament uh and i was like oh this is how it's gonna go um but you know the the good thing about match play is you you know you have a bad hole you have a bad shot you're not out of it. No, you can eat, um, you can eat those and move on. It's not that. Yeah, big exactly. And so it's it's nice, you know. You you have a shitty shot. You you pick up, move on, or or you re tee and you and you move on and just battle back. And if you don't win the hole, you don't win the hole. It's okay. Uh, you got you know uh, you know five more holes in our case, or uh, eight more holes, whatever whatever you need uh, to do to to battle back. So. I think match play is a cool uh, a, a cool uh, way to do things. Uh, I do like stroke play, uh, but I tend to like it better when I'm playing better. <laughs> well, I, you know, match so. play is like historically, it's it's the way golf was always competed in for hundreds oh, yeah. of years. I mean, it's 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 you versus another guy per hole. Who can figure out this hole better than the other one this time? Yep. And it's fun. It's really fun. And then you can just shrug stuff off. And then we had a great group of group of guys. I mean, Evan was just oh talk, yeah. Evan was just talking about Evan had never been on a 
on a trip with more than four people. And this was his first big one. He was like, this is so much better the, to have these many oh, guys yeah, around. No doubt. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's just awesome. So. For sure. 16, 16 guys and uh, just a really good group of guys. Uh, some, some of the same ones that I played with in Blue Ridge uh, and at uh, Graysburg. Um, but it was, it was really, really cool to meet some new guys. Uh, one of my good buddies, Jordan got to come on the trip. Oh, He's Jordan. A, he had a blast. Uh, oh yeah, he did. Uh, uh, he had a, he had a really good time. Uh, he's a, he's a new golfer, um, and, uh, just getting started into it. And so, so the thing, uh, I think it was a, it was a great trip for him. The to, thing, the to thing I, the thing I like about this league and doing a trip like this is that I bet Jordan felt appropriately nervous, right? It wasn't like oh, yeah. he's shaking out of his shoes, like he's like really nervous and uncomfortable. But at the same time, feel is like, oh shit, I want to play good, right? I want to do good. Yep. I don't, I don't want to embarrass myself. Like when you go on one of these trips and one of these competitions, there should be an appropriate level of nervousness. And I think this group like epitomizes that really, really well. For sure, for sure. And I will say, uh, Donnie with the. Uh with the venue choice did a great job Amazing. Uh, that for place sure, was sure. super cool sometimes uh, we I already talked about the tree houses but. sometimes i don't know how he finds places like that because i, I know i, know a lot, I, I know the same a lot thing. about I mean, golf. this thing is out in the middle of nowhere i know and i know a lot about golf and i play a lot of golf and i've been to a decent amount of places i, never, I didn't even know that place existed so once yeah props to donnie always props to donnie donnie always gets the props man that guy always comes through for the league no doubt mark thanks for talking to us we're going to go talk yes, to Mark now. Thanks for having me. We'll holler at All you right. later, buddy. All right. See, See you, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's dial up Mike, uh, Mike Mattis now. He's a new member as well, kind of like Evan. He's, this was kind of his first trip. And, um, you know, it seems like Mike is a little bit of an accomplished golfer. So let's, let's get his thoughts on what we did. Hey, Ian. Hey, man. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Doing good, buddy. Hey, first thing, introduce yourself to the league a little bit. Tell us like where you're from and your name and kind of how what you shoot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, my name is Mike Mattis. Um, I'm originally from the Atlanta area, um, but after college, I lived in Macon, Georgia, for three and a half years, then um, Indianapolis for another three before moving down to Johnson City here this past March. Um, been playing golf my whole life. I'm like a poor handicap that kind of averaged mid to high 70s, low 80s. All right, so you're you're a baller in this league. You're you are now a top dog. Everybody's gunning for you. <laughs> sure. Hey, um, how? So I'm just curious because I never heard this story. But coming from Atlanta and Macon, how did you like get hooked up with? the the dudes of hazards how'd you hear about this league and what made you want to join it um well like i said i've been playing golf my whole life it's always like been probably my biggest um my biggest passion my number one hobby so um whenever you know like i moved from atlanta to macon and indianapolis i've kind of had to find you know groups of golfers just about everywhere i've lived since i graduated college so um i was just kind of on the lookout for anyone that played you know on instagram or through meeting people wherever, but I found Dudes of Hazard through actually like an Instagram ad. Oh, really? Uh, popped up, seemed like a good, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was like some sort of sponsored content on there. Um, so I saw that pop up on Instagram, and I just DM the account, got linked up with Donnie, and next thing I knew, I was headed down to North Carolina with you guys. 
Awesome. Well, speaking of North Carolina, um, I know you've, you, like you said, you've been playing golf your whole life. You've, you've been in different tournaments. You've played different events. What was your thoughts on the match play format? How kind of the tournament was set up that we did up there in Springdale? Yeah, I really like the format of it. Um, of any sort of like competitive like format, match play is like definitely my favorite because it kind of like takes away like the the blow up holes. Like yeah. you don't have to have, you don't have to go, you know, you don't have to shoot a 72 necessarily to like win the tournament. Like you right. can blow up, have, you know, seven, eight, nine on a hole and like still be very competitive with your competition. Um, and, you know, on any golf trip, you're probably going to have a 36 hole day. So, um, you know, I think 16 was the right number for this particular event. It's set up nice to have those first five matches on the 36 hole day. And, um, you know, the single elimination going down the stretch of the championship, that kind of, you know, really, really put the pressure on you, right. um, coming down the stretch. So yeah, I definitely like, really like the pool play. I almost wish, you know, since I got eliminated in the first round of the single elimination, I almost wish I was in the, uh, in, the, in like the constellation bracket playing in that scramble. That's like, scramble? A, like so a ton of fun. We haven't really, yeah, yeah. We haven't really said it yet, but it, here's essentially how the, the, the weekend was formatted. I, and I haven't really announced it yet, but essentially on Saturday, well, Friday we played, we all went, showed up and played a practice round. And that was a blast. We all just got loose. I got pretty hammered. Uh, music was blaring. I mean, I had my speaker on max the entire time. I was just there to absolutely have fun, see the course, get a few numbers, see where you hit drivers, see where you don't. But um, it, it just had a ball on Friday. And then Saturday, the tournament officially started. And the way we set it up is we played two 18-hole rounds, right? The first one, you played a three, uh, you played three six-hole match play matches against everybody in your group. So if you and Evan, who's here with me, and Mark were all in a, in a foursome, I would play – Mike for six holes, and then I would go to Evan and play for six holes, and then I would play Mark for six holes. And that would obviously equal out to 18. So you had three matches in the morning. Uh, if you won, you got one point. If you tied, you got half a point. If you lost, you didn't get anything. And then we took a break for lunch, and we went back out for another 18 holes, and then you had two nine-hole matches, right, a little longer, because my intent was to, like, like really, really just kind of, like, make it fast and furious in the morning. Make it feel a little bit hectic. Make a, make, you know, pressure a little bit. Like if you get down a hole, you don't have much time to catch back up. Make it feel a little bit hectic. And then I was hoping that the nine-hole matches in the afternoon felt like more of a grind. Like, oh, man, we've got a lot of time now. We've got three extra holes to play. We can really, like, we can play this a little bit differently. Um, after that, we all had, after that, so every match was worth a point. And then we had points. And then we got to determine, hey, if you're, we found the top eight. So there were 16. Half of us moved on to a championship bracket, a single elimination bracket, seeded off based by points. And then the remaining eight all put 20 bucks a man into a little two-man scramble and had something to play for on Sunday as well. So that was the format. So that's kind of what Mike was talking about. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the course? Um. Yeah, I like the course a lot. I think it was a great, um, you know, resort course. I think the greens rolled true, which is always, you know, roll the dice going somewhere new, and that can kind of make or break a, a round or a trip. Um, you know, they weren't overly fast. They weren't overly slow. Right. Um, I think this course had, like, just enough, like, Mickey Mouse to it to make it, like, a fun, you know, destination. I don't know if it's necessarily the kind of spot that I would 
you know, want to play day in, day out. There's some, you know, definitely like funky holes that are fun to play for this tournament. But, um, you, you know, I really liked a lot of like the, the mountain stuff. That's not something that I'm used to playing with. There were some um, incredible views there, especially like on yeah, 14, some, 15, mm-hmm. 16. That, I mean, that was some awesome, awesome scenery up there. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the back nine more than more than the front. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it, the well, front, but the first few holes are a little like ho hum, and then I feel like it was probably like what seven or eight where you kind of start working your way back yeah, into six, the hills and six, start to get a little more of that topography. Six was the one that had that little pond, and that's where you start working up the hill a little bit, and then seven or you know uh seven's kind of the same thing you're going up the hill eight's that par three that now starts going back down the hill now you start getting the elevation changes but you're right to start you know one through five there really wasn't much elevation change at all which i thought was kind of interesting because you kind of get you to start your round like kind of figuring it out you know it's like you can really you can really hit it anywhere on those first five holes yeah. and be fine and it's like hey if, if i didn't hit the range i can kind of warm up right here and then get going uh, for the rest of the rest of the round. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought like one was kind of an interesting hole as well because I, when I was kind of like reflecting on it, that's about the only hole where you have to hit a fade, and that's what they start you out on. Like pretty much everything else, yes. you know, sets up for a draw. Like even, even there's some like you know nine and eighteen are both big draw holes. Um, what was it was it twelve where you can kind of cut the corner before going back uphill? Like that's a big draw hole. It's not like every, just yeah. about every single up hole set up for a draw except for one, which was like a big fade hole. Yeah, that was a big left or right. And then I I thought it was interesting. Like that is not a difficult hole, but I just couldn't find the line because kind of the trees blocked you from seeing the fairway. So there was I just yeah. overfaded it a lot and like I would hit a good ball and think it was really good but it would be on the right side by the trees by the cart path. I mean, um, I, I really liked the course and I liked playing it. I didn't get bored with it because there's a lot of like variation in what's going on and I think chopping it up into smaller like match matches, you know, where you kind of reset your brain over and over and over again. I think that kept keep kept the course interesting as well. Yeah, for sure. The format definitely contributed to that, you know, especially when you're playing the, yeah, I never felt like I was bored playing the same course for whatever, three, yeah, four three, and a half, five rounds. Yeah, three days was. I don't think I ever really, yeah, your brain's constantly resetting with the new format, new matches getting set up, but I, it, I never felt myself growing bored with the course. No. And we all, I mean, across all the rounds. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I had an absolute blast the entire time, every minute. Oh yeah. 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 It was, that was a ton of fun. So what's your, how do you see your kind of future with the league? Are you going to be pretty involved with the stuff or like, uh, I mean, you're, th- this was your first trip you went on, right? Correct. Yeah. This was my first, like anything I did with the league. Like I didn't. Your first outing I mean, at I all. I mean, I did my like, correct. Yeah. I think I've had like two own ball scores. I've only been signed up for, you know, a month, probably like right now. Like I went on this trip like two weeks, three weeks after, um, after even joining um, so yeah, I mean, I plan on being like involved as much as possible. Um, late summer, early fall, I have some other travel commitments. So I wasn't able to do the Crossville or the Mid Pines trip, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to keep my eyes peeled for any just like weekly, you know, outings like local to East Tennessee. Like I was kind of hoping I'd be able to get out to the one you guys had at Johnson City Country Club this past weekend, but you know, unfortunately, I was up in up in Indianapolis. So you know, the trips are great, but you know, being new and you know, trying to get to know folks. What I'm most excited about is just getting a solid group of guys here in like East Tennessee that we can get a 
you know, like a weekly round in. We'll, we'll, we'll get you there. I might, I might text you here after we sign off on this and, and see what you're doing in the next few days. For sure. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for telling us about it. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you liked the format. Um, and hey, man, welcome to the league, buddy. Yeah, dude, appreciate it. All right, Look man. I'll, talking to you. I'll holler at you later. All right, bye. All right. So let's, um, let's start getting this thing wrapped up here. As far as the, the course goes, that Springdale was just an incredible place. And um, I can't wait to go back. Um, shout out to Donnie for finding it for us. For sure. Awesome, awesome spot. I don't know. We're going to wrap this thing up. But, Evan, if you have any closing thoughts or anything you wanted to add, just feel free right now. Just closing thoughts is just it is a really good group of guys. I'm just real thankful to be a part of it. Had a great time on the trip. Look forward to being more involved going forward as well. Um, and then, yes, I'd also just like to say thanks for Donnie. Thanks to Donnie for, for picking out a great spot for us and had it set up, I would say, just about perfectly. So I had a great time. I would. I almost feel bad doing this, but I, I, I feel like it would be left empty if we didn't talk about the results. Oh, yeah. Congrats to you, big well, guy, well, for winning. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So essentially, so we we had sixteen guys, and then eight moved on to the next day. And those eight, um, with Mike, who we just talked to, being the one seed, uh, Jacob being the two seed, I was the three. Brad Clay, another relatively new member, was the four. Ben Byler, Mark's brother, who Mark could have cut him out of the of making it to the championship and won some money if he didn't shit his pants. So Ben made it in. Uh, Zach made it in, Alex made it in, and then finally Matt Westmoreland won the three-man playoff to take the eighth spot. And what got really interesting in that championship flight was that Mike and Matt were the one and the eighth seed and played each other. Mike is one of, was one of the lowest handicap guys we had on the trip, and Matt was also one of the lowest handicap handicap guys we had on the trip. So the, one, two of the best players ended up playing each other as the one and the eight seed. Um, and on Sunday morning. So the results of that was Matt won, Brad won, I won, and then Alex won. And then I beat Alex, Matt beat Brad, and then your reigning match play champion ended up being me. I ended up beating Matt. Um, I took home the, uh, the, the golf bag, aka the trophy donated uh, to the league. So I'm, I'm sporting it now. I'm, I'm making it my own. If you know me at all, you know that I like golf accessories and I like to dress shit up. So I'm going to add a few personalized patches to it. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be my own from here on out. Evan, you got anything else you want to add before we sign out of here, buddy? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Well, thanks for joining me. Um, thanks for listening. You know, hey, fill your divots. Fix your pitch marks and keep it classy, dudes. Peace out.